you know, it's similar to Hebrew, but uh, it's yeah, it's yeah, okay. called Aramaic, um, which was on the Passion of the, the Christ. Passion of the Christ. Exactly. I was going to say that, so I've I've heard a bit of it. That's the one. I can't quote much of it too. But <laughs> <laughs> we can. Maybe, maybe there's probably a few words in the Gospels I could probably repeat. But yeah, uh, <laughs> Abuna, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, so we we were in an Orthodox Christian church. I grew up in that. We spoke Arabic, but um, we also have the ancient lineage of um, an ethnic group that came to Christ in the first or second century mm-hmm. and um, melted together with, uh, like, together with the Hebrew population. So we, we became like we were the early Christians, okay, the early believers. Wow. And so we have, um, yeah. A lot of so, rich heritage there. That's it is. wonderful, yeah. It's so precious. And so tell us a bit about your career. Uh, what did you do for work uh, in your younger years? Um, I became a believer when I was 15. Um, I was born again. I was steeped in the rich hi- Christian history, but desperately needed to have a personal relationship with God. And it was through a beautiful group of believers in the Anala Brethren Assembly. Here in Anala. Just up the road from this radio station. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I know. That, that I just saw Jesus alive in, in the beautiful young people and the older people there. And, um, through them I came to faith and was born again. Um, it was such a precious experience just coming into the kingdom of God and, and, May I take a minute to yeah. share? I, like, I was so religious. I was so earnest. I was good, but desperately separated from God. And I did everything that I knew would please God, and it was just never enough. And I remember would, I'd be walking to school and praying, and it was like there was a ceiling above my head. The prayers would go, bounce back. I'd say, God, and I'd listen with my ears, never a sound. <laughs> it was just there was the gap there, a separation. And finally, um, uh, after, on a youth camp, my youth leader said to me, Marlene, have you been born again? I said, I've been to church since I was born or before. I've been, I pray, I read my Bible, I sing your songs, I do everything. And he said, have you been born again? I said, I don't know. <laughs> so he said, how about you pray this prayer? I thought, I've prayed every prayer under the sun that I know. I hope this one makes a difference. So I went home and I said, look, Jesus just in case I haven't done this one before. And I said, Lord, I know you died on the cross. I've been to where you were like every second day when I grew up in Jerusalem. I know where you rose from the dead. I was there all the time. But this time, what you accomplished, it was not just for the world. It's for me. Mm. And I swap. I take ownership. I receive the gift that you purchased of resurrection and eternal life. And I give you my guilt, my sin, my, you know, weird, irksome issues of life. I give them to you and I receive what you did on the cross for me. Mm. And I went to bed and it was a just-in-case prayer. And I remember I got up at the Christian camp and for the first time I said from my spirit, Father, now my my father had left me uh, us when I was young, and so here was my father, 
and all the young people who were the youth group who whom I had envied because they had something that I just didn't have. And this word came in my spirit, sister and brother. And from that day, I had entered the kingdom of heaven. I was in. And that was the beginning of eternal life for me. Well, that is one of the best conversion stories I've ever heard. <laughs> you, 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 you just, you're just glowing here in the studio. And you, so I just can tell you just love Jesus, don't you? So thankful. <laughs> so thankful. And I thank God for young people, youth leaders, whoever, mm. who will probe and put you aside and say, tell me the honest truth. Do you really know Jesus? Mm. I'd been a really good imitation, but he felt there was something missing and he wasn't embarrassed to just dig. And I found myself wanting or missing. Mm. And that's when I just like, well, let's try this one more thing. And that was the key. Glory to God. You know, I heard a pastor recently say that he bought some flowers for his wife and the florist sprayed some aroma on them because they didn't have any <laughs> aroma. They, they, that's they were, sad. You know, you know, and, he, and he said, no, 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 I don't want that. I, want, <laughs> I don't want the fake. I want the real thing. Amen. <laughs> It's a and, bit sad. And, and I think that's what God wants. He wants the real thing, doesn't he? I was a good fake. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, well, you woke up to it, didn't Amen. you? And, and you never looked back by the sounds of things. Hallelujah. <laughs> so tell us sort of about your, your early Christian walk and your, and your career. What did you do for work after that and, uh, you know, yeah. growing up? My teacher was instrumental in my discipleship. And so I thought, you know what, if he was that good an influence in my life, I – really see that being a teacher is a great occupation and opportunity. So after school, I went on to university, which is a big deal from Inala, you know, at the time. <laughs> and um, then by the grace of God, came out with a, a, a science degree, became a teacher. And then um, two years in, and I had this deep calling to to know the Bible so the Lord led me to go down to um, Bible College of Victoria. And the night before I got there, the Lord woke me up. And in the middle of the night, and he, he, I, I didn't know what for, so I kept opening the Bible, and it was all about a faithful man. And so I really felt that God was um, going to bring me to meet the man, of, uh, the man of God that he had prepared. And so, yeah, we, you know, the first day there I met, the man who became my husband, and um, we met, met, you know, married, had four children. I, I finished a bachelor of theology, and then um, did ministry, a lot of travelling and intercession, and um, just speaking the word of God. And um, recently, by the grace of God, I have been given the privilege of partnering with um, uh, a college in in um, Sydney and started Life Institute as a means of bringing the word of God to the unreached. And um, we've had the privilege of sharing um, learning and Jesus with um, both Christians and Muslims and people of various faiths and seen amazing miracles. So tell us a bit about this uh, this Life Institute. How many students do you have? What's it, what's it look like? Yeah, we we've like we just started last year, so mm -hmm. um, we've got three campuses or bases at the moment in Sydney, and hopefully um, expanding around Australia. 
and um, we start started yesterday a class in a church in a church an Arabic speaking church in Sydney. Okay, um, which is exciting. And we have another class in Auburn, which we have a predominantly Muslim class with mainly ladies. And we have, well, all Muslim actually. <laughs> and we adore each other. We love, we just love our times together. We, it's hard to stay on track with mm. some of the subject matter, but we do, we do well. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we have a class in Redfern and we see, um, a real future in creating a model for education, um, teaching life skills and bringing uh, – it's called Life Institute because uh, it's not about knowledge. It's about bringing the power of Jesus to bring life in every area of people's hearts, minds, relationships, and, of course, giving them diplomas and whatever we give. Yeah. You also do these tours to Israel, and I'm just looking at your Facebook here uh, that uh, you go to Israel, Jordan, and Egypt, and I'm seeing some of the listed Israel, some of the places we went to together, yeah. uh, Jerusalem, Via Della Rosa, Solomon's Temple, Mount Zion, City of David, Upper Room, Garden Tomb. Oh, oh, just reading them out, just bringing back all these memories. Uh, so how often do you, do you take your tours to the Holy Land? Um, I believe God has like really put on my heart the mandate to take a group every Feast of Tabernacles, okay. um, which is usually late September, early October. And we go for approximately two weeks, depending on the season, but like say two weeks. And um, the the cost includes all the, you know, it's fully organized and fully catered and everything's like sorted out. They spoil you rotten, don't you? <laughs> they on those tours. They're awesome. We eat well, I tell <laughs> the you. food what. is good. The oh, yes. food is good. <laughs> so much hummus. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> one, one lady came back and says, if I never see another batch of hummus oh. in my life, <laughs> I've done oh, it all. <laughs> we can't get enough of it, my wife and I. We still get hummus regularly. Oh, remember Israel, honey? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I taste, taste and see. <laughs> We're looking for Lebanese. We're, you know, anywhere we can. There's a nice Israeli restaurant in oh, Brisbane yes. that we've been visiting. Oh, beautiful people. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we try and get along as much as, as often as we can. <laughs> Just yeah. remember, those were the days. <laughs> so uh, it's great for learning about the geography, the history. It's great to learn about where the Bible comes from. You know, the Bible, they say it's black and white before you go and it's full color after it's you've been, you know. full color. Um, but really, your heart is to connect people with Jesus. Yeshua yeah. HaMashiach, your, your, yeah. your desire is to connect people with the Savior of the world. Yeah. Uh, before we wrap up today, you know, there might be people listening to are thinking, wow, I, I want to get my heart right with God just like this lady has shared, you know. Yeah. Would you share with our listeners what is the gospel and how do people respond to it? The gospel is more simple than you can ever imagine, and it's really simple. Jesus died and rose again from the dead, the only human being to ever do that. And being holy, godly, and pure, being the Son of God sent from heaven, the promised Mashiach, the Messiah that was foretold in history. All of history came to the point of bringing forth the Son that was the, the, the one who was the Savior of the world. He has done everything that we cannot do, that we desperately need. And he said, you know, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. And so when somebody gives you a gift 
All we have to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and him only that we might be saved. To believe is not just say, oh, yeah, sure, sure, but rather actually to receive. To him who believed on his name and received him, he gave the right, the power to become the children of God. And so it's just saying, Jesus, I know you've done everything that I need for my salvation. Today, I give you my life And in exchange, I receive your salvation. I believe you in Jesus' name. Amen. It's a wonderful message. And uh, I just think, uh, Marlene Matthew, I think you're a history maker. I think it's awesome to hear your story today. And if people want to find out more about your Israel tours, they can search for Marlene Matthew on Facebook. And uh, you'll see all the links there to the websites and everything from there. It's great to have you in the studio today. Thanks for your time. All the best. We love your program (laughs) and you. Thank you. God bless. Bye. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials, and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station Sponsor.